sensitive. The Lean Berets reporting for duty. Fasten your seatbelts and hold on to your carrots. You're about to enter the Lean Berets throwdown zone, the hard rock of fitness and food. We are Avengers of Health. Hide the donuts and pull the pin. You're listening to the Lean Berets radio show at theleanberets.com. Welcome, Berets. I'm Ron Jones, corporate well coach, kinesiologist, and founder of the Lean Berets. I'm here with Brendan Casso in Arcadia, California. Beautiful sunshine, peacocks in the neighborhood, and we're the Lean Berets. And we've got a special show today on getting on the bar and doing something with it. So welcome to Lean Berets, Brendan. Thank you very much. Hey, it's good to be here, man. I uh, have been experimenting a little bit with this uh, bar work the last couple of years, and uh fell into your side and your company through some mutual friends, and uh, mm-hmm. it's been quite an enlightening experience mm-hmm. the last few months, just right, kind of right. hanging out with you, getting behind the scenes. We're going to talk a little bit about CrossCore mm-hmm. and where you guys, uh, how you came to be mm-hmm. and what your history is and, and the high-quality equipment. But first of all, this is important, Lean Berets. I want to thank you for working with our military. Of course. Uh, there's a lot of things that you've done to help our men and women in service, mm-hmm. and, right. and we really appreciate that. No, I mean, it, it, it's beyond what we can do as a company. It's more doing what we can for them. Right. Not just here, before they go, during their tour, but after, which is more important. Cool. You know, cool. Being able to get to those guys and, and help them out. Yeah, I've done a little bit of work with the Wounded Warriors, mm-hmm. so that was, you know, pretty humbling yeah, to great project to help them. And right. uh, you know, maybe that's something we can look at down the road too. Of course, partnering on that because it's really important. These guys are coming back, and the women mm-hmm. with some pretty, pretty significant injuries, and yep. they need some help. So we want to raise that flag a little bit so people are aware of that. Of course. Uh, but. Uh, you're the, uh, what's your official title at CrossCore? Um, I'm, I've, I created the product and I'm the co-founder of the company. Okay. Um, we have JP Bryce, which is our president and co-founder of the company also with me, longtime high school friend. So we've known each other for literally 20, 22 years. Cool. So it's, it's, it's a long love process that we came back together years ago and, and he was a, uh, massive power lifter. Okay. And I was the smaller guy. And through jujitsu and teaching JP and having my instructor in jujitsu work with JP also, we kind of realized that same thing I did at the time when I first started was uh, those gigantic muscles. Yeah. They look good. Yeah, they look good. <laughs> they look real good, but they're not quite as functional. And, and when you think about it, you just you become a, a pure specimen of your body as opposed to making your body something that it shouldn't be right besides looking good and being you know nothing against bodybuilding and, and these gigantic power lifters but mm-hmm. when you think about functionality of movement mm-hmm. the longevity of career right, right. um i have to date to see a, a, a big power lifter somebody that's gone through the, the the trials and tribulations as a pro they can literally stand up straight a year after they've they've retired right you right. know and, and that's a sad thing because there's got to be a mixture now of, exactly. um, of what the old school mentality was mm-hmm. to, I mean, even, I can't even say the new school mentality because it's the oldest school mentality, yeah. which is body weight training. We're going to talk a lot about the history of fitness today because right. I know that's something that you guys have really looked into at CrossCore. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I've been interested in that for over 10 years. But as you know, I just got back from working with Dr. Ed Thomas yep. and a little mentoring group in Iowa. Well, that's a mind-blowing experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, really, I think, change a course of my life in a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we open up those history books and we look at how well people moved and how Naturally. well they trained yep. uh, about 100 years ago mm-hmm. compared to today. I just had a teacher. We, we've talked a little bit about physical education and the right. sad state of that in our country. And right. I just had a teacher uh, leave me a message the other day that, you know, this 250-pound kid in middle school, like walking across the field in PE, you know, blew the ACL out in his knee. You know, the, wow. the weight of the kids is just right. crushing. And, right. and, and so, you know... Being over 50 like I am, mm-hmm. I'm starting to look at things that I can keep doing. Correct. And one of the things that I've been amazed with, with the bar people, especially going to the LA Fit Expo mm-hmm. last weekend right. with you guys hanging out with you and Pavel and Strong versus mm-hmm. watching how well people moved in the bar, the control that they had. And they're, they're pretty muscular too, right? but in a, I guess, more of a natural way. Right, right. And that really appeals to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the Lean Berets, we're always trying to bring... Jack Elaine's message, you know, pick it up oh, yeah. where he left off, yep. which is first inspire, then perspire. Right. You know, what what can we share with people to inspire them to do uh, simple fitness routines and use simple tools that are very effective? Um, you know, on that, I heard something really interesting the other day from a, a, one of our close friends, Chris Flo, up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He had sent a little voice clip to me about a, a, an interview that he was going to do, and it was about inspiration. Mm-hmm. And first, you can't be inspired by yourself to inspire yourself. You have to first be inspired by somebody else. Okay. And that comes from children. You right. Know, when you're born, if your parents don't support you and inspire you, you're not going to have any goals to look forward to. You're not going to have anybody pushing you or believing in you. Mm-hmm. So when you get that first person, whether it's family or a friend, to believe in you, that's when you can start believing in yourself. Right. It's hard to do it just going out and saying, I believe I can do this without the support system behind it. Right. You have to have some kind of influence. You have to have, right. You have to have that first Mm -hmm. influence from there. It's just about doing it. You know, I mean, if, if we can all say, I want to be like that person, you know, you could come to a a training camp or go to a coach and tell them, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds. How are you going to make me do it? Well, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm going to give you some tools and some coaching and some teaching. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it has to be you. Right. That that goes through the process. And, you know, and it's really, it's it's almost that physical or mental breakdown where being not just in athletics, mm-hmm. um, but taking not just kids, but adults. You take somebody past that breaking point. Right. In their exercise or or whatever it is, where you feel that you're going to fail. When you can supersede that failure point, mm-hmm. you know you can do it. You start believing more in yourself. Right. Once you believe, it's, it's some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. You can do it. I'm 42. I'm in the best shape of my life now because I've got smarter. Right. But I've gone back to what our coaches taught us when I was 13. Right. right. Pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, dips, handstands. Uh, planks, going back to the natural as opposed to um, trying to be more beastly about things. Yeah. So you teach people natural progressions and things that they can do anywhere, 
handstand on the wall, uh, mm -hmm. a push-up, mm -hmm. a press, teaching them that they can progress to this stuff. Because once they do it, they believe it. Right. Once you believe it, it's all possible. That's uh, self-efficacy. So it's it's right. a person's confidence in in their ability to achieve a set goal. And for some people, that might be just walking around the block. And for other people, it could be doing an inverted one-arm handstand push-up or whatever. Correct. Um, but you have to start somewhere. Exactly. That's the point. And this is what I like. You know, hanging out with you and CrossCore and, and people like you guys and women it's it's more than just the equipment. I mean, you guys really right. get it under the hood on this stuff. Right. It's, it's about the philosophy, the right. psychology of it, and mm -hmm. you're really you're really trying to get people physically active and and turn our country around. Right. Dr. Thomas pointed out we're in a renaissance of fitness, as you well know, mm -hmm. and we're starting to see. I'm starting in the last ten years or so. A lot of things come back: the bar work, mm -hmm. the kettlebells, the Indian clubs, yep. the mace training, and, mm -hmm. and some things I'm throwing out here. Some of the listeners probably haven't even heard of yet. Mm -hmm. uh, the off-the-ground suspension work. You mm -hmm. know, your company is part of that. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, dig in a little bit about like what kind of equipment do you guys sell? I've been purchasing some of your gear for my corporate mm -hmm. wellness clients. I have one of your racks at home and mm -hmm. getting ready to stand up this weekend, and mm -hmm. I'm impressed with the quality of. Uh, workmanship in your products? Number one, our, our, our lead product, obviously, is the CrossCore 180. Mm -hmm. Hence, it was the war machine years ago, um, and we rebranded the product, so we now have two, CrossCore 180 and the war machine. Both the same thing, just a change in name and, and attitude of what you want to do, I guess it is. Okay. Are um, they, it's the same basic tool, though, design? Yes. Okay. It's the, the CrossCore, which is it's not, it's, it's body weight training, it's suspended body weight training, but in, instead of coining what is standard in the industry with, with suspended style training, we're rotational body weight training, which the key element is the rotation. Right. And without any type of rotation, we all know that transverse plane, mm -hmm. if you're playing with it a little bit, you're not achieving the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. So you have to literally, our system is based on rotation and a pulley system. So that's that's our main product is teaching people how to properly use their bodies, that kinesthetic awareness. Right. Um, creating balance through imbalance. Okay. Um, where that's the staple is, is the is the rotational body weight, <clears throat> pardon me, trainer. Um, and then we have our rack systems, which going back to just the old school mentality, not making it the most beautiful thing in the world, mm -hmm. making it functional very budget worthy right but also well built you know it's it's we manufacture here in los angeles you know three by three 11 gauge steel beautiful welding great powder coating and it's it's affordable to people but it's also something that that can be used to inspire people with just a simple design right you know you, you look at a lot of these racks that you go into the gyms that you can buy online they're just these gigantic structures that have all this stuff all over them kind of know what to do with them but you kind of don't mm -hmm. you don't need tons of bells and whistles right you need a bar exactly <laughs> i and mean it's, it's amazing easy. what you can do with a bar yeah, that's it a bar a chair uh, 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 a a desk a bed mm -hmm. a, a stool when you really look at it anything is a piece of fitness equipment mm -hmm. but you don't have to have this illustrious gigantic beautified thing right that's going to sell for tens of thousands of dollars exactly Go back to basics. Simplicity is the key mm -hmm. because people can recognize, especially people in our genre, right? Which is beautiful seeing the 
I'm kind of coining the new world athlete, which are these calisthenic kids. Yes. Um, yes. We come from the mindset when we were kids, the, the guys that are 40s and 50s and, uh-huh. and above, my parents, where you had ropes, mm-hmm. pull-up bars, dip bars, pegboards, and your coach made you run like crazy. Right. Now they're afraid to have their kids run, walk because we don't want you to trip. Right. So it's it's a whole different world. And then for us, you see this equipment that's just a bar with posts, and it brings you back. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's liberating, the simplicity of it. Right. Um, let's get into the bar a little bit. Because, you know, when I first started working in the bar, I just mm-hmm. thought it was just about a military pull-up. And mm-hmm. so as I'm trying to explain this to uh, the Lean Bray <laughs> listeners or the, the corporate clients right. that we work with, that's kind of their frame of reference, like, oh, it's just a military pull-up, so why are you doing that every day, you know? Uh, but watching the calisthenic guys at right. LA Fit Expo last weekend, wow, they're, you know, it's not just pull-ups. I mean, Mm-mm. and the rotational component, um, the the agility, the quickness mm-hmm. um, of their release and grasp, right. and uh, can you, because I don't know a lot about that yet, can you explain, like, if somebody wants to get a bar, I mean, where do they start? And, and what are the progressions, regressions like? It, it, you know, I've learned a lot. And I come from, you know, being part of creating rotational body weight training and, and the pulley system. Mm-hmm. A few years back, I got introduced to calisthenics through all these guys, um, the Barholics and, and, and bar all those stars, guys, yeah. bar stars, and started watching them. And after meeting these kids and seeing that they were, you know, they came from barely doing able to, being able to do pull-ups right. to this amazing bar work. You know, within six to eight months, determination is key number one. But, you know, if you can't do a, a pull-up if you don't start on the ground first. Right. Which is a push-up. Mm-hmm. Go from progressions in a push-up. You know, lateral push-ups, shuttle push-ups. Doing different things on a push-up to strengthen the shoulders, to strengthen the core. Doing planks. Then you go to the bar. Try to do your standard military push-up, you know. Engage those lats, click those heels, pull straight up, no kipping. Right. Um, you know, kipping is, is <clears throat> I, I won't say it's bad, I won't say it's great, it's a different way of doing things, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't be kipping unless you absolutely know how to kip. Kipping is, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's doing a pull-up with a little kind of a leg swing to mm-hmm. help you get up. Right, and, and completely distorting your body in some really crazy ways. Yeah. You know, lower lumbar, shoulders. Mm-hmm that you shouldn't do unless you're a practice, practiced athlete and you know how to do the movement properly mm-hmm. or you're going to hurt yourself. Yes, yes. Um, you know, going to the pull-up and learning how to do it properly or, or going through progressions, use a band, attach one of the heavy bands and step your foot in it mm-hmm. so it releases a lot of that weight. Then you can start learning to do a proper pull-up, going into different types of pull-ups where you're going to do typewriter, where you move your legs a little bit as you're pulling yourself up inch by inch do very slow progressions until mm-hmm. you could get to the top. So it's really about starting on the ground, strengthening your body up, moving to the bar, going from a standard pull-up to then progressing into various types of pull-ups. And then you're going to go into your your, your muscle-ups and, and various styles of muscle-ups, different grip configurations. But everybody can do it. I've seen these kids go from a pull-up or two to muscle-ups with triple hand claps. Yeah. In six to eight months, so it's the practice makes perfect. But these are the new world athletes, and we can we can really uh, identify with them because that's where we came from. 
Right. And I can tell you, like really working on this, the especially the last couple mm-hmm. months, getting more serious since I met you and, and started to kind of get behind the scenes with some of the bar people, uh, my body's changing. Oh, yes. For the better. My wife likes that. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a more muscular back. <laughs> right. She came out in the garage last night. I mean, according to what you guys do, I'm just barely scratching the surface. But I'm 53 years old, and I'm Precisely. teaching myself new tricks. I was on right. the rings last night. Mm-hmm. I've been using the rotational cross-core 180. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about the this something I learned from Dr. Thomas, that historical uh, progressions in fitness were, were basically in three layers. It was on-the-ground training first, mm-hmm. where you establish your structure right. Right, and your safety. Off-the-ground mm-hmm. training. And then third is combative mm-hmm. and self-defense. Yep. So if you look at that, you know, like you said, you've got to get your act together on the ground. Mm-hmm. Because when you get on that bar off the ground, you, you better know what you're doing and have right. some foundational right. structure, right? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, you have to be able to, you know, prevent someone from kicking your ass if that's if i mean you know self-defense or national defense or whatever right, right. people can disagree or, or agree with that but right. ultimately it's survival of the fittest well i mean you know you know that goes when you look at you made an interesting point when you go to that it's not about being able to kick somebody's ass mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. with the situation today with bullying right yes if you can give that kid that's being bullied that inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying for a, a kid that's being bullied to haul off and smack the kid right. that's bullying them, um, but haul off and smack the kid. Yeah. That's literally back in our days. Well, that's how it was handled. I was bullied. I used to have this kid when I was, I think, in fifth grade, one of the sixth graders when I was in Pasadena would always push me around. And one day I was drinking water. And my father had told me this. And this was right after Rocky. The first Rocky <laughs> came out. So it was, you know, the Italian stallion. And yeah. when everybody was just pumped up because boxing. So yeah. my father had always told me, you know, if, if it keeps happening, tell the principal, tell the proctor. If sure. they don't do anything, punch the kid. Yeah, defend it'll, yourself. It'll stop it real quick. And I'll defend you at school if you get suspended. Mm-hmm. Kid pushed me at the drinking fountain. I turned around and punched him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. It ended. Yeah. That's not... Not advising that is the right thing to do, but right. in our days, we didn't use guns and knives. We punched each other in the face, Yeah, and, and it was settled. And people don't have much fitness today to do much of anything. And they're afraid. And, and that's the thing is, is taking fitness, I guess, or the fun in fitness, which is calisthenics. Mm-hmm. You know, watching people do backflips and handsprings and cartwheels, that's fun. It as is a fun. kid, as an adult. But if you can give them that little ability to do something and to prove to themselves mm-hmm. their their self-esteem grows self-esteem grows they raise their head when they walk they have a better posture mm-hmm. they walk around more positive right then they start to achieve their goals i mean that's happened in me yep. and i'm not even a child you know but i i feel more confident i right. mean i'm having a lot of fun with the bar now mm-hmm. true it's really hard uh, and this is something else that I learned from Dr. Thomas. If you look at the, I'd say the fittest people in America were like late 1800s, about 1920. Yep. And then we started peaking off after the First World War. And and they never trained to exhaustion nope. in terms of failure or extreme fatigue. They did real short sets. Yeah. And what Dr. Thomas enlightened us uh, on in December was that they had about a 90% perfection rule. In other words, if they weren't at 90% or better, they stopped mm-hmm. or they modified. And so... Getting on the bar, I'm noticing like 
I can only stay in the bar so long, mm-hmm. and then it's pretty obvious I need to come down. Right, right. And so it's very high-quality training, very short sets, mm-hmm. uh, very focused, yep. because when you're off the ground, you have to be thinking about what you're doing. You're not watching the television and reading a magazine Correct. on the treadmill. <laughs> you know? We all walk every day. We're all active and walking every day, but that's, that's where it, we've, as a society have become so complacent with laziness. Mm-hmm. The gym is a lazy place to go for many people because you get to you go on a treadmill, right. an elliptical, uh, a bike, and you get to mindlessly do something mm-hmm. while you're watching the news. Now, I've seen people at the gym get off the treadmill and get hurt. Exactly. Um, so you're exercising for what? Mm-hmm. If you're going to get off the actual exercise equipment and injure yourself, it doesn't make sense. Well, this is another thing they used to do. They were very mindful about structure and form. They thought about uh-huh. what they were doing. It's like anything in life. If, you, if you're not focused on it, right. you're not going to get optimal results, right. right? I can guarantee you when I jump up on a bar, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about anything else. Correct. Because you'll fall off. Right, right. right. <laughs> and it's, it's literally that simple is, right. is the... The forgotten path, I guess, of mind-body connection that if you take your head and put it on a table, your body's going to fall over. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work properly. So same theory, just because it's on your shoulders, if you're not thinking about your exercise and thinking about your body during the exercise, you're not going to accomplish those goals as fast, number one, but you're not going to be doing much of anything for yourself because your mind's not working with your body. Mm-hmm. That's the most... That's that real important kinesthetic awareness, you know, that new, right? that new, not medicine, but that new thing. I mean, kinesiology has only been around for what, 20, 22 years? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's one of the greatest things ever because it's teaching people that the brain has to work with the body and it can recover and do a lot of crazy things if you use it properly. And I'm really, I'm getting more kinesthetic awareness on my bar, on right. the rings, with the CrossCore 180, mm-hmm. you know, at, if you spend a lot of time in the computer and driving like right. like I do, you're sitting a lot. You're tightening. sitting a lot. You're mm-hmm. getting tight. You're not using your vestibular right. system. So as yep. I got into primal move, right. uh, which is some ground floor uh, exercise, yep. uh, you know, uh, Peter Lakatos out of mm-hmm. uh, Hungary. A lot of us are into that. Yep. It's really challenged my vestibular system. And now that I'm getting on the bar and using the rings, I right. was spinning around in the rings a little bit last night and and feeling okay with it. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of safety advantages to mm-hmm. doing this type of exercise. Let's dig in on the bar safety because mm-hmm. we've had a conversation before about how the monkey bars and pull-up bars and parallel bars have been removed from schools right. under the cloak of safety. Right, right. And and especially in California where everybody's afraid of getting sued. Correct. Um, but I'm going to put a thought out today and end up writing a post on this. Mm-hmm. Um, when when safe becomes dangerous because what i see today is we have a whole generation of kids that are far more dangerous than when we grew up Correct. because they've never been taught how to move mm-hmm. they don't have if you want to call functional strength or body mm-hmm. awareness or agility where right. they're walking across a field and blow their acl out and are extremely overweight yes and and so the bar is 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 actually a, a tool to help get our people safer and as mm-hmm. a corporate wellness coach mm-hmm. What I want to see is that the employees I work with don't get hurt in the job and create an OSHA recordable injury. So now we have people coming to work that theoretically don't move well, and they're an injury right. waiting to happen. Interestingly, 
Dr. Thomas uh, again pointed out mm-hmm. that one of the best ways to develop shoulder health is brachiation. Mm-hmm. And for those people listening that don't know what that is, it's it's hanging <laughs> <laughs> and swinging on a bar like a monkey. Precisely. And so it's not a dangerous activity. It's actually something that our kids should be doing on a regular basis as they grow up. Well, l- that's an interesting point. Look, look beyond today, mm-hmm. this year. And next year, I have a daughter that's in seventh grade now. So you've got middle school, seventh and eighth grade. Right. She goes through high school. I'm talking about 10 years down the road with the kid that you spoke about that walked across the field, blew out his ACL because he's extremely overweight. Right. In five to 10 years, what is the cost of that going to be to society and himself? So we're looking at if, if this young, this is happening and he's so out of shape now, Imagine the health risks involved down the road, what it would cost him for insurance and all the other things, because he's going to have a very bad lifestyle health-wise Right. if this is happening so young. So it's five years down the road that we have to look at ten with all these kids. So what is the cost going to be in 10 years with these young kids that are so out of shape? Yeah, it's not sustainable. And right. we're just talking about the biomechanics of the knee, not the physiological consequences <laughs> of diabetes. So yep. if, if you factor all that in... The cost of your bar system is looking pretty good. And and <laughs> and the well-being of the future of our country. Right. You know, you, if you look at warfare these days, it's changed. Mm-hmm. It is no longer that running across the battlefield for 10 miles. Mm-hmm. It's it's running really quick across a, a street 30 yards. It's very explosive, right? It's yeah. getting over a wall as quick as you can. It's not, you know, running with the bayonet. Uh, you know, with cannons blowing off like the Civil War. This is this is modern combat. So these guys and modern warfare people, just as the new world athlete or the 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 weekend warrior, the mom and dad, mm-hmm. you have to be able to move, right, and move properly. So think about the health benefits of all that. If if a senior or an agent person can do a push up, mm-hmm. a pull up, not a, an assisted pull up if they need to, sure, a dip. They can roll over and do a crunch. Imagine at 70 years old, if they do fall on the ground, the joint stability, the strength that they're going to have on the inside is going to help them a lot more, but they're going to be able to get themselves off the ground properly without hurting themselves. So think of the the possibilities of the aging population to get involved in calisthenics and body weight training Mm because they can't go lift 150-pound barbells. They just can't do it. Right. And, you know, just, just using body weight in a bar can be plenty. Uh, one of the things that my, my twins are in fourth grade, so mm-hmm. they're nine, and I, uh, we used to live in Atlanta, and there was a, a state park there called Stone Mountain. We would go, and they had this whole like uh, really cool um, like treehouse uh, outdoor recreation area with these zip lines and mm-hmm. nets that they climbed. It was just really cool stuff. And one thing I noticed watching my kids versus many of the other kids, if not most of the other kids, right. is when they went to grab a zip line and, and hang on it, suspend and, and go across the field, most of the kids came off of it in about, I don't know, one to two seconds. Immediately when their body weight was lifted off the yeah. ground and they tried to hold. Yeah, they couldn't hold their weight. And right. even if they weren't overweight, they were so weak. Correct. They just literally couldn't hang right. on. And my kids were like going over and over and over and over. Yep. And they were just, I mean, so one of the, th- one of the questions I had for you, I've been just working on hanging on the bar and doing mm-hmm. nothing. I'm just yeah. hanging on the bar. So when I started 30 seconds, oh, my God, I thought I was going to come and glue. Right. And now I'm up to 
like about a minute and 10, 15 mm-hmm. seconds. My little daughter, Ronnie, mm-hmm. she hopped on there because monkey see, monkey do. Yep. So she gets out there with me, and she was on the bar six minutes straight and didn't even phase her. I mean, just hanging on the bar can be plenty to get started, you know? And as you'll probably have noticed, too, as your grip is failing, your heart rate is increasing. I mean, you can hang right. on a bar for a minute and a half and get winded and be sweating. Oh, yeah. Because it's full body activation. You have to concentrate on everything. And, and that's a, a key point to that is, is before you can actually hold yourself on a bar, mm-hmm. you have to make sure you have the strength in your hands to keep you on the bar. Yeah, the grip strength. And even though I'm a kettlebone structure, mm-hmm. my, my grip strength, uh, when I got on the bar, it was a completely different level and, and world. So, right, right. Um, that's getting better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting more comfortable. But I got uh, one of the guys at the Fit Expo, I think his name was Christian, the guy from Miami. Right, dark-haired right. Dark-haired kid. Yeah. Christian Harry. Yeah. He, he gave me a couple tips, yep. yeah. And he goes, you know, um, try to do like one pull-up wide grip, one pull-up medium grip, right. one pull-up close grip and you're jumping physiology you're jumping between each one and the the thought of me letting go of the bar Mm -hmm. suspended Mm -hmm. and re-gripping the bar before i hit the floor right like when he asked he challenged me to do that i Mm -hmm. guess we go back to inspiration right Mm -hmm. after watching all these guys do this stuff i'm like wow right this is you know i wasn't too sure but i actually was able to do it and that was like I mean, I can't tell you what that meant to me. I mean, for you guys, it's no big deal. But for me, that was huge. It's accomplishment. It was. I felt I felt proud of myself right. that I've been working hard enough just to be able to to make those little tiny jumps. Right. But you know. But that's very important because when you look at that, that's that whole progression that we're talking about mm-hmm. is the the anatomy of what you have to do is very difficult. You have to be able to be quick enough. Your response quick enough, right. your coordination quick enough to release that bar, have enough explosiveness going up to release the bar, but then to grab it in a different position. You have to have a lot of confidence in yourself, but it's, you know, if you're at the age too, where with me, when we were kids, I would have my parents, you know, we only went in the house when the street lights went off. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the video games, but it was, it was more about, You'd have your mom or your dad yelling at you, like I told you the story, don't go too high in the tree. Oh, right. You're going to fall. Boom, boom, boom. You hit the ground. You fall. Cut yourself. Break an arm. You learn. You learn. Yeah. Next time, I didn't go up the tree lower. I went higher, but I was smarter, smarter about going higher. Right. So it's you have to have that. Kids these days and parents these days have got to allow their children to injure themselves. Right. And to learn because... We're so protective. Our kids have really strong thumbs these days because they play a lot of video games. Exactly. But if you don't allow your kids to get out there and experiment and play, hurt themselves and discover for themselves, you're going to have a bunch of people that literally don't know how to act in society. You have to, you have to learn by doing. Correct. You really do. Right, right. Uh, and if you're sitting in a chair on a video game, this, this is the danger that I see in corporate wellness, right? Right. We've got people... Literally, that they, they, and you know, you've worked with some kids, I'm sure, they don't have that awareness mm-hmm. of where their body is spatially. Right, right. And it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. You can see it once your eye is trained. Right. You know, you can see it when people are walking across the airport right. or at that the mall. Pure proprioception. 
Yeah, they don't know where they're going. In, right. in Z Health, we we call it uh, you know map clarity. Mm-hmm. We refer to it that way. It's like the the map is real fuzzy. Right, your body's not quite sure where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's like got coffee stains on it. It's all ripped and tattered, and it's not very clear. Right. And what we want is a very high definition, three dimensional map. Right. But if you never do anything that tilts your head and you know moves your body quickly, mm-hmm. you can't develop it. That was one a, a point that Christian made, and. I, really set with me he goes you've got to be able to to be very quick with these movements too he goes you you've got to understand that you can start slow Mm -hmm. but ultimately you've got to be able to make those quick movements so you know that little challenge he gave me to to change my grip three times and Mm -hmm. add some three-point push-ups and then Mm -hmm. come back and do two of each i haven't got to that point Mm -hmm. but um it it changed the whole game for me right because i hadn't been doing anything real quick Mm -hmm. until after the show but it, it starts with that one little challenge. Right. You know, just somebody saying, you can do it. Going back to inspiration mm-hmm. and believing in yourself. If somebody challenges you or says you can do it or gives you that support, listen, you're going to fall. It, 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 that's clear. Right. You're going to fall 10 times before you accomplish it one time. Mm-hmm. It's continuing until you accomplish it. Well, some of the guys fell at the show last weekend. Tons of them. But they, they roll out of it. Precisely. And they, they can move well enough to, you know, it's not that big a deal where... You know, people today, they, they fall and they, they might lay there for half an hour. I mean, you know. And look at, you know, speaking on the corporate wellness side of it, uh-huh. if, if you look at physical activity within the workplace, if every corporation was smart enough to do this, you give your employees a mandatory 30 minutes every day, mm-hmm. go out and exercise, spend $15,000 on a little corporate gym area. Right. Spend that little bit of extra money to have somebody come in three days a week and work with 10, 20, 30, 40 employees. Mm-hmm. You may spend 50, 60 grand a year, but the amount of work that your employees are going to be doing more mm-hmm. during that time, they're going to be 10 times more productive. They're not going to be as lazy. They're not going to have as many sick days. They're not going to have any insurance issues. So, I mean, you look, once again, you look at the long term of it. The cost savings is dramatic, and, and your company is building because you're more fluid. Pay now or pay later. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real paradigm shift. Right. And we've talked a lot on the Lean Bray shows about the paradigm shift. You right. know that it's a different mentality to think that, hey, it's not a liability to put up a pull-up bar and actually do some exercise on our our business site. Correct. You know, you get the proper help. You yep. Get, you know, people don't know, really know what to do. I mean, let's face it, most people right. are, if they're watching The Biggest Loser, you know, what, whatever's on the infomercial, they're probably pretty pretty confused, right? right. So you bring somebody in that has some expertise, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll, it's an investment. And it's, it's a very, if you look at it on this, the side that we're speaking of, the investment is almost zero compared to the benefits when you look at it, because you don't need to have that corporate wellness center that has $200,000 worth of equipment that's actually probably going to teach your employees to move incorrectly anyways. Mm-hmm. You have some bars, some bags, some kettlebells, and just some things. Very simple tools. Very simple tools from the Stone Age, basically. Right. You know, my pulley system, mm-hmm. um, how old are pulleys? Right, exactly. I was able to get, we were able to get the patent on this because we took it to a different level. We disengaged the pulley system. There's a whole theory behind why Mm -hmm. um, for balances and and showing strong and weak sides of your body. But when you look at it, strap systems, um, the Greeks used this stuff, the Incas, the Mayans, that's how they trained by pulling their body weight up on vines hanging from trees. Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, carrying rocks, running barefoot, by the way, without these big heels on your feet, right? being very minimalist. Mm-hmm. And the society back then was so much more healthier, even, even back in the 60s and 70s. Right. right. Much more healthier, not because of just the food and all the crap in the food, mm-hmm. but the mindset of being outside and, and being active. You know that um, video we put up on the La Sierra High School oh, program? Oh, God, if we could go back there. Yeah, so if, if you haven't seen it, go to the Lean Brace site and look up our, our post on La Sierra High School. It was, a, it was the number one physical education program in the early 1960s. Mm-hmm. A guy named Stan uh, Leprati was the coach and PE instructor, put that together. And I watched it again the other day, and I, I think every time I watch that, it's like a minute and a half long, I learn something. And the, the last time I watched it a few days ago, I was thinking more about structure because this is something that Dr. Thomas really hammered to, structure first. This is how the best people got the fittest with the least amount of right. you know, movement, injury issues or whatever. And I looked at their structure. Go back and watch that and see the posture of those high school kids. Every single one of them had a good line. Mm-hmm. And then you look at today's kids that are walking around kyphotic. Right. If you don't know what that is, it's it's kind of hunched over in a computer mm-hmm. posture. You know, uh, internally rotated shoulders, externally rotated legs and feet positions. And, yep. and But watch even closer Look and just go beyond the cool stuff they're doing mm-hmm. to using ropes, just the calisthenics portion of it. Right. And watch the background. Mm-hmm. The coach is in good physical condition. What a concept. What, isn't that a crazy concept? <laughs> the coach looks healthy. Every kid there, there was not one overweight kid. Mm-hmm. They were all in great physical condition, mm-hmm. and they weren't out there pumping their bodies full of steroids and doing all this crazy stuff. And I'll guarantee those kids back then mm-hmm. could beat the living snot out of any one of our athletes Today and age. Yeah. Well, they. I. I did a lot of extra reading on his program. They ended up having a, a many successful championship sport teams during the period when they did that PE right. program. Right. Interestingly, that part of the PE program was only fifteen minutes a day. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fifteen minutes a day. They kicked serious butt. High quality, functional. Um, you know, suspension. Um, uh-huh mindful and yep. they were you could tell that his you know Laprati's thing was uh psychology really the right, motivation right. he wrote about motivation when you get behind the the scenes with that mm-hmm. guy and so he said that if you give these young guys a challenge they find it very inspiring if you right. will or motivating right and they were even working on this stuff at home mm-hmm. what was funny is when i was in my high school Back in the late 70s, we used a version of that. It was a little bit watered down, but it was the same system of, right. of color-coded trunks. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being very motivated to get better. Yeah. And now we're cup stacking. Mm-hmm. And so the cup stacking is, <laughs> it's not going to teach your kid to move better and prevent <laughs> injuries in the corporate workplace. Precisely. I mean, there's a great amount of concentration mm-hmm. and coordination, but physicality, mm. Yeah. I don't know what cup stacking is really going to do for your child, except it'll help in many ways. Like you can't put it down because it will help. It, it, it helps activate the brain, obviously, and do a lot of things, which has many carryovers. But the physicality of it is mm-hmm. we're inventing sports for our children to be inactive, not to be active. Right. And, and that's, you know, my daughter yesterday was doing her soccer tryouts for, for junior high school. 
yesterday she had one and did yesterday and the day before yes she twisted her ankle a little bit mm-hmm. suck it up get back out there yeah during her volleyball game um she had gone for a ball on the blacktop you know raspberried her her leg mm-hmm. coaches immediately oh my god send her to the hospital you know her, her leg's gonna fall off she can't play anymore a little bit of raspberry yeah did you sign the liability for her? they look over <laughs> at me and, and say dad um you know she's got to stop playing i look at the coach and I think I may have scared her a little bit. I said, she'll suck it up, put her back in the game. Yeah. Um, she she wanted to pass out when I told her that. And listen, I'm not going to sue you. Don't worry yeah. about it. This same school 25 years ago, I fell off the fence, broke both of my wrists. One of them was an exposed break. Um, they sent me to the hospital with my parents. I got sewed up, put in casts. Yeah. And I was back the next day with teachers telling me, you don't have to write, but you have to listen. And yeah. No lawsuit. And you learned. I learned not to climb up on the fence like that anymore. And it's funny because your dad's a corporate lawyer. so And he didn't sue the school. Of course he not. He said, don't be stupid and don't do it again. He, 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 he actually smacked me in the back of the head going, what the hell were you doing up there? You know, and, and that makes you think real quick. It teaches you right. to be mindful. It teaches you to, to, to not, not go against the grain. But it teaches you, more importantly, a lesson in life that, mm-hmm. you know, there may be an obstacle don't let the obstacle beat you. Mm-hmm. Figure out a way to get over the obstacle. It may take some time, but just do it. Just just set your goals. This would be a good place to interject. Um, let's see. i got to make sure I get his name right. So uh, Joshua Rucker. <laughs> Beast. This guy, uh, LA Fit Expo last weekend, I, I was doing some professional photography for Brendan and, and Pavel and, and uh, some of the calisthenics guys and this guy wheels up literally in a wheelchair and I'm like hmm, I, you know he kind of looks out of place he's you know I had no freaking idea mm-hmm. in my wildest dreams that he was one of the competitors and next thing I know he reaches up on the parallel bars yanks himself out of the chair and he's what is it the front lever where the legs yep. are out and right. his whole body is like kind of going into the shakes because it's so hard in his nervous system with mm-hmm. his paralysis and everything. And mind Amazing you, person. He's got nine and ten, I believe, completely severed really? spine. Wow. So, and this kid is a beast. Accident, when he, you know, work accident, mm-hmm. um, didn't give up, mm-hmm. moved forward. He's probably one of the, the strongest dudes I've ever met, mm. you know, but it, it, it really goes back to the overcoming the obstacles right he didn't let anything get him down you know he, he doesn't have use of his legs yes and he gets up and does stuff on the bar uh-huh. with his wheelchair still attached to him too you know right you know more full weight. muscle ups on rings with his wheelchair he goes into stuff and he has no fear with it mm-hmm. um and and that's just one of those things that you look at as pure inspiration uh he's he's the second guy that's probably given me the most knowledge and just human being just human hmm. than than anybody the one of the other guys is a I'm, i don't know if you met um tyler bray the the jujitsu guy yes. yes i did i met him right at the end okay so tyler is another one mm-hmm. um spina bifida mm-hmm. he's a powerlifting champion bench pressing but this kid is a competitive gi and no gi jujitsu fighter and wins hmm. and Against against full body, oh, full body, able able people. people, He 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 drags himself onto the mat, and a lot of people. If you watch a video on his Facebook page, um, the guy he was competing with, they were filming it, and he was sitting there stretching, Mm -hmm. filming, and he's stretching, and he's doing his thing, and 
about a minute and a half goes by, they they snap him up. Okay, go. And he wasn't aware that he was going to fight Tyler. Oh. He thought it was just a guy on the mat. So it kind of threw him off a little bit. He went in, fought with Tyler. Tyler ended up getting him in a straight arm bar, won the gi and no gi tournament. Hmm. But this is a kid that, you know, he, he doesn't have use of his legs pretty much. But he didn't give up. Right. But he doesn't worry about people that have good legs. It's, it's not about that. It's about fulfilling your goals and believing in your, that inspiration. Mm-hmm. And just like Joshua, I mean, these kids roll up in a wheelchair. And the thing that what I've learned from that is there's no pity. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have people go, oh, you know, let me help you. Mm-hmm. They'll ask for help if they need it. They're very right. confident in who they are, what they are, and their abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really one of those things with our society, just like people that have mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be treated different. They're still human beings. It's not like they have some crazy disease. Even a person with the disease, they're still human. Right. Treat them as if they're human. They may need some extra help, but let them accomplish it. You know, he didn't ask for anybody to help him get up on the dip bars. He's fallen a ton of times. I saw him fall to show. You know, and he he got right he, back up. He got back up somehow and got in his chair. And yep. you know, when he needed some help, he he asked for it. And yep. other than that, he he took care of it. You, you just know? treat him like a normal person. That was awesome, man. He really inspired me. Right. Yeah. Those those are the people that get under your skin mm-hmm. deeply. That you go, hmm. I'll complain, you know, about just stress in the daily life, or whatever. Right. right. You know, it's just something stupid, and then you sit back and you go, really. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Yeah, exactly. How about, how about let me look at, get that inspiration again from these guys and just go back and watch a video. Yeah. It changes your perspective on life every day. You know, the, I've always been the, when you look at the, the, the aspects of being a coach mm-hmm. or a mentor or a teacher, the greatest masters are forever students. Right. So you're always learning. And, and people may not have as much book knowledge as you, but maybe have a lot more other knowledge. Oh, exactly, yeah. Or, or have been someplace in their life that you never experienced, so you can learn from that. So it's everybody. I mean, you. We came in contact a few months ago, but it's, it's, it's one of those inspirational things. We feed off of each other, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we all see what's happening, and we all want to be part of it. And right. it's, it's something good for society. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dynamic time right. in fitness. And especially with the renaissance of fitness coming back, because I know that's really going to help people. Right. It's not about some new gadget or mm-hmm. infomercial. It's about getting real fitness to real people in, in cost-efficient ways. Yep. And I'm pretty inspired by the whole bar thing. And uh, I really hope we can get this message out with the show and some other things that we'll do. Right. Um, the calisthenics group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to do something else when we get some of those guys on with us and just, just talk about the whole calisthenics right. scene and how it's exploding all over the world, really. But with that, uh, and you know that that's an interesting point. It's America, and this is God. This is, and I hate pointing this out again, um, but we are such a lazy society, mm-hmm. and our energy level, <clears throat> pardon me, is is just not the same. We are the people in fitness. The U.S. We lead the world in all of these things, especially on the West Coast. We thought we did calisthenics and body weight because we have so much here in the states right of open to us you know a 2495 gym membership in europe yugoslavia the ukraine they don't have that because they're a very low income society right so the 
Governments put parks with bars up. It's a huge movement in Europe. It's growing here in the States, but Americans are we're still slow to learn it and to bring the excitement to it. Now that we've done this first competition with the World Calisthenics Organization at the, at the LA Fit Expo, it brought notice to 37,000 people walking that show to, wow, this is a sport. It's, it's pretty much like extreme gymnastics. No, it's awesome. But it's a sport. These, these, these people are not just doing this for fun. We're trying to create an actual athletic sporting event on this because mm-hmm. it is a sport. It's an athleticism that, in, in my opinion, if you take a pro ball player, uh, whatever ball you want to put in his hands, basketball, baseball, football, and you get these guys to be able to do a flag, planking, muscle-ups, typewriter pull-ups, you'll have demons on the field. Exactly. You'll have the baddest athletes, period. Yeah. And it's, it's not about letting them jump five feet higher or farther. The touchdown depends on maybe a two-inch difference. Right. Or a millionth of a second difference in a run mm-hmm. or a pitch or a th- anything so it's it's not that gigantic gap as you take these athletes that are already very athletic mm-hmm. and you just give them that little extra bit that little extra bits what wins championships they're just better all around athletes all around this period. is this is a technical question maybe you can help us with uh, i've been salivating and jealous over mm-hmm. the, the, some of these bar setups that i see in europe and right. and other places where are we at in this country because I, I just had a guy on my facebook say I put up some bar stuff, and he goes, yeah, the park down the street had some bars, and I took them out. So where are we at now nationally with uh, finding good bar setups in our parks or beaches? Uh, what's going on with that? Do you know? Because I, I haven't seen a nice right. bar setup like that. I mean, maybe there's something in L.A. I know they have some stuff at Muscle Beach. Well, I mean, but, you've got you've got your Muscle Beach, obviously. There's, right. there's a park here in Arcadia, too, that some places in public parks, they're putting up not necessarily bar systems for exercise. It's looking more like a playground type of thing for kids. Right. With pull-up bars and certain things. Um, we need some adult playground stuff, man. And, and adults are actually going to these things and using them right. as, as these pull-up bars and bodyweight training stations in the parks. I think what we're lacking here, especially in California, uh-huh. let alone across the country, is is the fact that you need to have this stuff in parks. And this is one of the things that we want to do is approach LA Unified School District or the County of Los Angeles and start spreading it through Orange County and starting at home first before you right. can reach all these other places and setting the example of this is something that that needs to be out there. That you're you're I think what most cities are worried about is the simple fact of liability. Right. You know, we've got all these different things that now kids have to you have to have those big spongy rubber things underneath the playground set because if your kid trips right, right. and, God forbid, skins his elbow or bumps his head, it's now protected by 12 inches of soft <laughs> rubber. So when you're on a playground, you're giving these kids this soft thing to fall on, but they walk off at 10 feet, they trip on the curb, and they hit their head on concrete. And they don't know how to react because... Precisely. Specificity of training, right? You have to right. train us something. Well, I, you know, man, that's a it's a daunting task, but I think at some level people need to do the right thing. Right. We've got to stop this madness and say, you know what, uh, we got to get through the, the, the liability part of this right, because right. we're creating more liability and it's ruining American business. Precisely. You know, we can't, we're largely going bankrupt because of health care. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's injuries or disease or both, 
but we've got to stop it. And, right? and a healthy lifestyle is a big proponent to not getting sick. I mean, it's preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at exercise, preventative medicine, it's not medicine, it's preventative. It, it, it will, it, and it's proven throughout the world in studies that exercise decreases the uh, the the potential of you being sick, of having cancers, of of hurting yourself, you know, joint injury, bone injuries, sure. all that kind of stuff. When you exercise, is healthy, or we wouldn't be doing it. It wouldn't be a viable business. Mm-hmm. So we gotta, we have to stop being afraid of exercise and giving not just the kids, but adults. Right, adults are super afraid. Exactly. They they think that. Going to the gym, 24-hour fitness, you know, not to name the people out. I'd love the gyms, but it's those companies also have to step up their, their, the, to the plate a little bit more and create more of an awareness. Right. If you give people more awareness, your business is going to grow a lot more. Um, I mean, I'm seeing a huge trend where a lot of people are leaving the $35 and $40 gym memberships to go to a CrossFit gym Mm -hmm. or to go to a smaller gym where it's private training or smaller group training and pay the hundred to $150 a month to get that camaraderie, to get that support, to get that one-on-one, that real feeling of of being part of something as opposed to spending the money and having somebody putting on blush while they're on the treadmill. Yeah. And the garage gyms are coming back. A lot of people uh, are getting more into that kind of neighborhood thing. We have a full on gym in our garage. Mm -hmm. Right. Still have to get the neighbors into it, but you know, we're working on it. <laughs> but that's, you know, you're, you're offering, I mean, the bar yeah. system that I have on the side of my house, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to come in and walk down my driveway and use yeah. it, yeah. knock on my door, you know, let me know you're here, yeah. but you can come. The, the kids in yeah. the neighborhood, when my daughter's home, the kids in the neighborhood, you know, there's nothing better than walking out in the backyard and having your kids jumping on a trampoline or swinging like monkeys on a bar. Right. It, it's right. satisfying as a parent mm-hmm. to see that, to to be the part of that stage. So when she goes to school, she tells her friends, her friends tell her friends, and everybody wants to come here and see daddy do a handstand or, or I want to try that too. So that's the inspiration. That's the push for these kids that they, that they desperately, desperately need. And that's what we need. I'd, I'd love to sit down with you guys if you go to the school district as a credential physical mm-hmm. education teacher and kinesiologist and mm-hmm. throw my hat in the ring with you guys and say, you know, well, this is I'm going to. This I'm is gonna, really important. That's 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 actually interesting that you say that because I'm I'm going to be going over to Arcadia Unified, which is you know my alma mater where mm-hmm. I grew up, and speaking to the the people over at Arcadia High School to get something together for the kids at the high school and the junior high level. You know, when I went over to my daughter's my old junior high school is where my daughter is now, and started playing on the monkey bars and swinging and doing handstands. People almost have a heart attack. <laughs> oh, God, you know, hey, don't do that. I want to go back and, and take the time out. If, even if it's an hour out of every day, go to the school. Mm-hmm. Just give me 30 kids that are willing to join up and give me the PE center. Just let me, let me just work with these kids after school for 45 minutes. Whoever wants to be a part of it. Yeah. When you, and just run them and monkey bar and have fun and teach these kids how to move. Yeah. When you look at that La Sierra High School video, you realize what our kids can do. Oh. I don't think people realize what our youth right. are capable of doing if right. we create the right environment with the right tools. And Correct. It, we're not talking about a lot of investment here in equipment either. Very simple. Well, if you consider the amount of money that's thrown away exactly. by school systems every year on buying, uh, you know, 
chairs, tables, Mm -hmm. books that they don't use, the absolute waste that goes on throughout our country within the school systems is disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, And if you just say, listen, guys, put, instead of losing $40 million, go ahead and lose $39 million. Put a million towards education and physical fitness education. Yeah. California has the most robust research demonstrating that uh, vigorous physical education right before testing mm-hmm. actually significantly increased test scores. We've had that data for over 10 years. <laughs> we, we, have, we, we know scientifically that it yep. works, but yet the PE programs and even the recess right. keep vanishing, although lately they're, they're putting recess back in because the powers that be finally realized, wow, this movement thing might be important. Well, I mean, I was just saying that the recess, you know, <laughs> God, that goes back to the almighty, you know, monitors on the field when we were... My old elementary school, Hugo Reed in uh-huh. Arcadia, when we would have our recess periods, our 15-minute recess periods, the boys, you know, my group of friends, 10, 12, 15 of us, we would go to the far corner of the field where there was the little field house and a tree, and we'd play karate fights. <laughs> Literally, you know, hidden so the proctors Beating couldn't the crap see us. out of each other. You know, one guy's, you know, <laughs> jumping up in the air, kicking a guy in the back. The other's throwing him on the ground and, and having karate fights. And you'd walk back to class with, you know, a bloody nose and teachers are looking at you going, what just happened? Oh, nothing. And that was fun to us. That was going out and being active and being little boys and being little girls. And we've got to get that back. My son had a birthday party or his uh, kid in his basketball team uh, had a basketball, you know, birthday party. So I went to pick him up uh-huh. last Saturday night and I, I, there's like 15 little fourth grade boys. Like they're going crazy. Right. <laughs> I, I pull up about eight o'clock at night. And as I pull up, there are three or four of them jumping off a retaining wall. That's about three <laughs> feet tall doing like 360 degree spins. Mm-hmm. And you know, a couple years ago, I would have thought like a lot of people, Oh, that's dangerous. They don't have a helmet on. They don't, they don't have knee pads. And I realized these kids are figuring it out. Did you, know? you did you wear knee pads <laughs> no. or did you have a helmet when you were a kid? No. I we didn't, you, you know? know. But they're figuring out how to move and jump and play and correct. And you know discovery. Yeah, kids are pretty resilient. They're, they're very resilient. It's it's the adults that are the foolish ones. In all yeah. in all honesty, it's we're the ones that create this madness. Yeah. And we literally have to stop because when you look, we only have a short time on this planet. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the time you're here, number one. Try to make a little bit of a difference. Right. But if it's just parents, you know, this is this is the, the biggest urgency, I think, is getting parents, because it starts at home. Exactly. Getting parents just to force their kids to do something. Don't sit in the house. If you're If you're sitting on the couch watching TV, minimal time of TV. Give them a time zone to do things, but I want you to, I mean, go out and you're going to have to do 50 push-ups in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to have get them active. Go ride your bike. Go skateboard. Go do something Yeah, just to incentivize your children. And you know? lead by example, too. Lead by example, without a doubt. W- one of the ways we learn is with mirror neurons. It's right. monkey see, monkey do. And people learn to do what their parents right. do. And even posturally. A lot of the people say that postures learn. Right. It's not just, oh, I was born this way. No, you learned how to posture a certain way. Right. You exactly. learned how to move a certain way based right. on what your parents do or, or don't do. But on, on that note, that's a, that's a great way to wrap the show up today. Awesome. Uh, Brendan, I really appreciate everything you're doing, and we're, we're going to do a lot more with you guys. Look forward to your it. Your website is crosscore-usa.com, mm-hmm. and that number to call is 800 288 
800-800-3047. Yes, sir. And uh, you and your staff can take care of people. And what, what's it cost to uh, generally get into a bar setup before we... Um, you know, all depending what you want to do. If you want to do like a standard pull-up bar that connects to your wall, yeah. as long as you have the, the supporting wall to, to handle the rack, uh-huh. you know, maybe 350 yeah. shipped and delivered. But that also gives you a pull-up bar is more than a pull-up bar. You can attach a bunch exactly. of stuff to it, create yeah. something different. If you want to go a more of a freestanding rack, can collectively, depending on where you are, you're, it's about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400. But mm-hmm. once again... Mm-hmm. That thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar investment is a lot less than the treadmill you'll never use. It costs right. three thousand. Right. But you can take that rack and not only do all your body weight stuff, but you can then go buy five dollars worth of bands and you can create functional training stations and, and it becomes more than just a rack. Exactly. It also becomes a toy for us. Yeah, these are modular. So I encourage you guys to go on their website and check it out. Mm-hmm. And and what I've got in my backyard is just two posts and a bar. Yep. But I could add you know, a number of different legs on that if I wanted to, or if Correct. you had an inside facility and you had the room. But for me, outside, you know, i just going to have that. I have yep. a couple of those handles that I can mm-hmm. start learning how to do the human flag. And we'll be teaching you how to do those. Yeah. Yep. I've got the step-up plate so my little yep. daughter can, mm-hmm. you know, get up on the bar without having to, exactly. you know, get lifted up there. Right. Um, and it's a nice way to get started. And like he said, what I've noticed is all the stuff I have hanging off my bar. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, TRX. I've got a cross core yep. 180. I've got the gymnastics rings. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a hang tough suspension yep. uh, inversion trainer that my yep. friend Army McGuire made. I've got my martial art bags on there, and I mean, it, it's a it's a tool beyond just a military pull up. There's exactly. a lot you can do with it, right? And it's full body, and then that's what everybody just really understand that it's not just a single tool. Mm-hmm. It's something that contains everything you need to be healthy and to get in shape. I mean, you don't have to go push up a thousand pounds. Just right. go play with yourself. Yep. Uh, not that sounded <laughs> kind of funny. Go do it yourself on the bar and just have yeah. fun and, you know, yeah. hang, jump, do backflips, whatever you want to do, just get active. And it's, it's, it's really easy to use. And it's, you know, it's going back to seventh grade. It's a pull up bar. Yeah. Go have fun. And my thing with the, with the messages I've been sending out is get a bar and get on it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Over the bar. All right. Well, thanks a lot. It's been a great Thank show. So we'll much, we'll be doing some more. You've been listening to the Lean Braze radio show at theleanbraze.com. Music today provided by Black Label Society, Los Angeles chapter. Strength, determination, merciless forever. Until next time, keep moving and get yourself in a bar and use it. No excuses. 